Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Formula One podcast straight to the apex. Join Mark, James, and Tony talking more Formula One. If you are enjoying the Formula One podcast and you know a Formula One fan, why don't you slide this podcast in their direction? Or, alternatively, you could just like, share, subscribe, and comment. All of those things help this podcast get noticed by other people, and that's the idea. You can also leave us a review, leave these guys a review. Let everybody know what you think is the best thing about this podcast, and that also helps the podcast. Anyway, enough from me. Let's start hearing from these guys. So here we go. This is CookieCast, straight to the apex. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 16 of Straight to the Apex podcast. Um, I will go first with someone that's stuffing his face on the mic, my co-host Tony Rawson. Hey. Uh, he does speak. And to my left, my other co-host, who is professional as ever and not eating during the podcast, Mr. James Stainforth. Hello, hello. Evening. Are we all right? Have we recovered from the week- weekend's antics? Yeah. Just. Are you telling me? Just. 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 Yeah. Do you ever want to see a can of red stripe again? Never. Never again. Absolutely never again. Definitely not be Jägermeister. Definitely. I meant, I meant to say the other night when we were playing, I was stood there thinking, we're 40 years old. Should we even be playing beer pong right now? But Hey, we're 39, James. We're not the 4 yeah. yet. We're not there yet. But Definitely got to do that one again. We are the champions of beer pong. Room 921. Was it 921? 921 was undefeated. Well, whatever number it was. We was undefeated. The dream team of beer pong. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tony knew we'd be competitive. We was the Max Verstappens of the beer pong table that night. We made it look easy. I just liked it when Tony said, was it on Sunday you told us, Tony, when you actually went to like Scott and Adam and just went, look, these guys will get really competitive. You might just want to stop now. (laughs) I gave him a pep song. I gave him a little pep song. Well, this time I kind of thought the way that I was doing it as well. I was like, oh, if you do it like James, you just get a load of height. And they just come like, yeah. Yeah. That was my turn. Mark, Mark, Mark got it to a T, to be honest. Mark, I mean, I was shocked, you know. I, I did have an injury, though. You know, I did hurt my little finger. Oh. <laughs> Self-inflicted, though. So, obviously, none of us watched the race live. Have we caught up with qualifying and the race since? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the race, yeah. Didn't really miss much. Qualifying, but, yeah, you're right, so it was uh, yes. a bit underwhelming. It Looking was. boring. I mean, qualifying was delayed because of a crash in the support race. Um, 
I think it was the Porsche supercars that hit a barrier that they shouldn't have hit, so there was a, a late start to qualifying. But, I mean, it, yeah, it was a bit crap, wasn't it? It was a bit boring. It was a bit mixed up. We had lots and lots of penalties. Um. Yeah, there's not really much to talk about, but we'll start with it. So qualifying. So we'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, see you next week, everyone, for uh, the Dutch Grand Prix, the Orange Army. Um, no, so qualifying, the actual, pardon me, final results in Q3, where Verstappen, Sainz, Perez, Leclerc, Ocon, Alonso, Hamilton, Russell, Albon, Norris... And I will go down to number 14 for a very good reason. 11th was Ricardo, 12th Gasly, 13th Stroll, and 14th Vettel. That's how they finished on Saturday. Verstappen then dropped to 15th, Leclerc dropped to 16th, Ocon dropped to 17th, Norris dropped to 18th. Ridiculous. Take a big breath. So after them... Zhou uh, Guan Yu and Schumacher both had grid penalties that required start from the back of the grid for engine and gearbox elements, as did Verstappen, Ocon, Norris, Leclerc. Bottas was penalised 30 grids for, uh, grid places for the same thing, and Sonoda had to start from the pit lane after the car was worked on whilst under part Fermi conditions and extra engine parts were used. It would have probably been quicker to say who didn't have engine penalties on Saturday. It turned into a bit of a farce, but yet still, Ferrari fucked it up. All I'm going to say about it is I just found it interesting how both the Alpha Towers both ended up having to make last-minute changes and have to go into the grid. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to do with the Red Bull sister club. That might just help Max out a little bit. But... No, of course not. No, no. I mean, I literally think Max had a wedge on his car on Sunday because I think everybody moved over for him. I mean, we'll talk about the race in a little bit, but he literally, it was like the sea parted for him, wasn't it? Yep. Yep. We we don't want to fight Max, so we'll let him through. But qualifying. So, Saints was seven tenths off Max's lap in Q3. Plus, he had a draft from Leclerc that Ferrari sent out on brand new tyres to draft science when they really should have just used a used set and they ended up... Leclerc actually noticed it on the radio. I don't know if you yeah. saw it, James. Yeah. And Wait, he was what, like... What, what, are these, what are these tyres? Why, why have I got brand new tyres on? They're really shiny. Oh, yeah, we've made an error. <laughs> so, yeah. My bad. Seven tenths. Seven t- I mean... You know, Max had a new engine, Ferrari didn't. It's a big gap in it. It's a big gap. What did you guys think? I think there's something special on that Red Bull. Something special, what do you mean? I think they're... I just think he was... He smashed the qualifying. Um. I just think there's something a bit too, bit special on there that nobody else really knows about. Something illegal? I don't think it's illegal, but I think there's something there's something that they've got that the rest don't have for this. They've done something to the car, whether it be something new, 
hybrid or something to do with the carbon fiber that is just giving them a massive, massive edge against everybody else. Like, because they just obliterate it both days. Um, well, yeah, it's just it's like you just said, one it, Mark. I mean, seven, seven tenths in quality. And then race day, it was, it was like most in the Red Sea, just <laughs> straight down the middle. And I mean, don't get me wrong, the beginning, I know we're not touching on the race yet, but the beginning of the stuff that happened at the beginning of the race helped massively, but it was, it was inevitable what happened. It's we say there's something on the Red Bull, but why is it only on Max's, not Perez? Perez's car because Perez didn't have the speed Max had on Saturday or Sunday, did he? There was like, I think Max was something like 12 kph faster than anybody around him, barring the Williams because they'd made that car real slippy, the Williams. But Max was just a blitz. I mean, considering Perez started what second on the grid, I know he got a crap start. But for Max to come through from 15th, and like I say, on Saturday, Sance was seven tenths behind. I don't actually know how far Perez was behind Sance. But it's the same car. Max seems to be doing this to every teammate. Is it the car's designed for Max, or is Max that good? <laughs> I've said it for you. I've said it a few times on the podcast. And I've said it for years. Anyway, the, the the issue is really with Red Bull, and it's it's why drivers like Gasly and Albon and everybody else struggle with it. The car's built for Max. Everything mm. about that car is Max. Mm. Mm. I, yeah, I think it's quite unfair for. Um, Teammate of Max in here at the minute because that car, I think Adrian Newey has been waiting for a driver like Max for since Vettel. Because mm-hmm. we talked about Vettel last week, he dominated in a Red Bull that had a double diffuser that was like no one else on the grid. And Vettel could drive that car because it was easy to drive. He won four championships back to back to back to back. Max, it seems that he's in another era of Red Bull domination because the team is slick behind the scenes. We, you know, we're not massive fans of Cristiano on this podcast, but he runs a bloody good team. You know, he's a good team yeah. boss. The strategies are right. The pit stops are quick. Mm. They make the right calls. They make the right design tweaks. There's rumours that Honda are actually going to come back in as an engine supplier and put the name back to it because of the way it's going the way they're dominating. They've actually got on top of this engine now. It's powerful. How many times in the past did we hear Red Bull say, we haven't got top speed, we haven't got top speed? Yeah. Like, I, I think you're right, James. I think Max, the car is definitely designed for Max, his driving style and everything. But you still, I think you've got to be a good driver to drive it. Is this the start of Max, us thinking... He's going to dominate and be a Vettel and get back-to-back titles? Well, that is exactly what I was thinking before coming on the podcast. I mean, we did one last week about Vettel and we reeled off all these wins and his polls consecutively, all his championships with Red Bull. And it just feels like we're looking at this, a very, very similar story already in this season. 
with Max. Love him, love him or hate him, say what you want about last season and that last race. You can't deny that this season he is driving like a champion and he's driving like a consistent, consecutive champion. And you can't, you can't deny that, by what he's doing. But just something this weekend, just it just felt a bit too easy for him. Just felt a bit too easy. Coming from 14th all the way to 1st. Took the lead right out of my mouth there, mate. I, I was going to say the exact same kind of thing, you know, Everyone's got their opinions of last year and stuff like that. You, you look at the points difference between, you know, one and two now in the championship. Mm. It, it is it's pretty much just got it in the bag now. Oh, um, yeah. Well, at least now, we, you know, it, it, it can turn around and say, despite what everyone's opinions are, you know, whether it was a controversial win or anything else like that last year, I've done this myself this year. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. I think that title last year has matured him as a driver because he still has his outbursts on the radio, but he's not... He's picking his battles, and I know we said that a lot of people let him through, but he doesn't seem as aggressive this year, and I don't know if that's because it doesn't have to be, because it's so dominant. It Maybe he doesn't have to be. Yeah, you know what? I'll give you that. Yeah, at first, when he was like, oh, he's matured, I was studying thinking, still a dick. <laughs> but you're right, he's still got, he's still, he's still got them. In fact, in fairness, most of his outbursts on the radio are now are really bad. Yeah. Showing up the engineers and stuff like that. But yeah, you're, you're right, on the track, he's not as aggressive as, and I, I don't know if that's just because he's generally in first, so he's not got anyone mm. to have to really fight mm. against. No, yeah. No, yeah, you're probably right. Strange, isn't it? It's a really strange year because obviously Mercedes are nowhere. They're out of it. I think everyone's out of it. I think it is a battle for second now. I think because yeah. Ferrari have imploded again. Like they've given so much away. You know, Red Bull, like I say, they're such a slick operation. They've just come in this season. They've got the car right. Knew he's got the design right with his team. He's he's gone like eighty whatever points it is now in the championship. Eight races to go. The Dutch Grand Prix next. He's going to win that. Let's be honest. Um, yeah, he's a double world champion. Unless yep. a massive, massive catastrophe, you know, and he blow his engine blows up every race. <laughs> yeah. But I can't see it. So, nope. so Q1, it was the usual suspects knocked out. So Vettel, Latifi, Magnussen, Sonoda and Bottas. Q2 was Ricardo, Gasly, Zhou Stroll and Schumacher. So, should we do the race or the news next? Let's go news. Should we go news? Yeah. News. Yeah, I was thinking that. Let's, news. Right. What news have you got? Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm touchy on this. You took me really, really, really good podcast last week. Really good podcast. 
did it on the Tuesday night, had a nice little debate about Daniel Ricciardo and everything else, and going, probably won't go. Nah, he's probably going to stay. Blah, 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 blah. McLaren probably don't really want to have to be paying three drivers' salaries and stuff like that because they'd have to buy him out of his contract. And he had a bullshit yada. And literally, 12 hours later, I'm sat at work, my phone starts blinging away, and I look at it, and there it is. Daniel Ricciardo announces he's leaving McLaren at the end of it. He's like, you dick. He must have listened and then got gone. <laughs> I'll show him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, fuck you. Well, you know what? Yeah. And I, 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 I hope Andy listens to these. I really do. Um, just so I can apologise again for having to message him late on the Wednesday night going, mate, I'm really sorry. Can, can you do something really quickly? Literally five minutes before he's about to go and put it on Spotify and everything. He's like, yeah, I've, I've just I've just coded it. I, like, I know I'm really sorry. I know. Okay, thank you. Please, Thanks, please, Andy, for that. Yeah. We'll blame Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll send an invoice to Daniel Ricciardo for your time that we wait. <laughs> <laughs> but fun. yeah, in, in, in all honesty, though, yeah, Ricciardo actually dropping that bombshell. It was a bit of an odd. You kind of saw it coming, but at the same time, you you didn't. I don't. I don't know. Is, is the wording of the announcement was really weird because he said in his video, like since Vettel, they all seem to be doing these one-to-one heart-to-hearts on social media, don't they, to give these big announcements. Um, but the wording was really weird for me. It all started with mutual. It was mutual between me and the team. It won't work in. And then right near the end of it, he said something like, and the team decided to move on. Yeah. So, so yeah. was it mutual? Was it the team saying bye bye? Was it Lando as you know, turn his favorite driver on the grid as he pushed him out? No, I think I, I think it was a bit of everything, a bit of everything. And I think the way he worded it, reading between the lines, it was Zach Brown is not happy with my performances, they don't want me to continue, but I'm a nice guy. I've been here a while. Let's make a deal. Okay, let's come to this deal. Let's come to an agreement. Let's go mutual consent. Cool. That's how it's, that's, that's how it's gone. That's, it's just so unfortunate how a podcast went out literally hours before it was said. Oh, no. And also, three of our big brains didn't come to that conclusion, which is, again, a massive shame. But I think, yeah, move on move on to better ground. I think, he, I think he'll stay in F1. I think he'll drive somebody else. That was my and... next question. Who? <laughs> Who do you think he'll go to? Because there's quite a lot of movement on the driver market, which it's a bit odd. Um, Schumacher's Ferrari contract ends this year, so his tie with Ferrari ends, yeah, yeah. which means he won't be in the half. So there's a seat going at Haas. Audi are obviously taking over Alfa Romeo. That was the other big news broke straight after our podcast. So will Alfa make a change? Will they want a lead driver in the car? You've got mm-hmm. Alpine have got a seat and possibly Toro Rosso. Or Alpha Tauri, isn't it now? 
So where will Daniel Ricciardo end up, James? What do you think? Just straight off the bat, what, what? I mean, we obviously got it so right last week, calling that it's State McLaren. So um, go on, James. Go what on. What do you think? I, I did originally think Alpine. Tony. Yeah. I'll go with a bit of a, a random one then. Alpha Tauri. Interesting. What do you think, Mark? I think it all depends on the independent board review today, the CRB. I knew you would bring that up. Contract recognition board with Piastri's contract. I think it'll all depend on that. Yeah, it's, I think it'll be like a bit of a chess game. Won't it? Uh, yeah, I think certain pieces will go... Or Kaplunk. That's yeah. the simple matter. More people may remember. I, what a hand game. on heart now, I agree with James. I think he'll go to Alpine. Yeah. It didn't end very well, well there. The is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know that... that... Almost kind of full circle, kind of, you know, going going back to a, a Red Bull kind of team, but but would they have? It's a young driver program, so would they have? Yeah, an I old don't. Red Bull driver. If they did it, it'd only be to, to train up the young, the, 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 the young driver, the test driver. I mean, Horner's come out. Horner's come out today and said, "Aren't he? He's spoke to Daniel a little bit, and he's like a different man. He's broken." His confidence has gone. He's he, shot. He doesn't recognise him. Mm. So is that, like you say, the feel sorry for him, the like Daniel Ricciardo, get his confidence back. A bit like with Gasly. I mean, stranger things have happened. But, yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. If Piastri doesn't go to McLaren, who will fill that seat? Hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's mega. No idea. But... Yeah. Because there is another Aussie, isn't there? Is it Jack Dewan? So he's he's currently floating around the paddock. I mean, like I say, Schumacher's ties with Ferrari are up, but apparently Haas might put Giov- Giovinazzi in the car. Mm. But then... He's been floating around again, hasn't he? Yeah, because he's Ferrari reserve driver, isn't he? And I mean, he didn't do much at Alfa Romeo, really. Mm. You know, like I say, but although it ain't going to be Alfa Romeo, it's going to be Audi. Are they really going to want Ferrari drivers in that car? No. Though I think they might want a German driver. But I don't know who. Schumacher. That'd be amazing. I don't know. God, God, the imagination there. Jesus, I don't know. know. Ocon Ocon wants Schumacher because apparently the best mates are out to... Ocon wants Schumacher at Alpine. But Alpine want Gasly because they want an all-French driver lineup. But shock horror, Ocon and Gasly don't get on. I mean, it's Ah. quite shocked with Ocon, isn't it? I mean, he gets on with everybody in the paddock. (laughs) <laughs> which apparently back to his karting days so that's quite a long feud 
Jesus Christ. He's just so gangly, isn't he? Just, <laughs> just so long, long limbed. <laughs> How the hell does he fit in that car? I just don't understand it. He, he drives it like a Flintstones. He just pedals at the bottom. His feet. His feet. When they took the nose off, his feet must be there. What do you think? Do you think they've had to like shave some of his leg down so that his cat, his calves, and his like shin bones get really thin and to, and the suit the shape of the car? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> his knees are out. I don't think it's his feet, James. I think I think his fucking knees are out. Of fucking <laughs> his, his feet go into the in, into the cone like that. Well, no, they've yeah. broke his ankles so that they splay out into the wing like a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, maybe um, drives it the other way around. Maybe. maybe like maybe. like a like a raggy doll. Maybe his face faces one way and his body faces the other like a raggy doll, which you probably won't remember, Tony. Like a superbike. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking knock on. Anyway. Anyway. Enjoy. So, any other news? Not that I can think of. There was an announcement about Spa. It's staying yeah, the next year staying for another year which is good, good. obviously nice to see you. the prestigious nice. track nice. oh you beat me to it eh? you beat me to it it's nice to see a prestigious track being on the next calendar well I had to beat Team Sport Tony somehow shout out to Team you know, Sport what's really annoying is the amount of times we was using the word prestigious over the weekend and stuff like that and I completely forgot about it tonight no <laughs> But did you watch the race yesterday, probably, looking for the word of the race that apparently Martin Brundle always says? Because I did, and I couldn't not listen intently every time Martin Brundle opened his mouth. And he didn't say it. I, I, oh. say, I don't remember him saying it. I did try and watch I it someday. He's making it up. Uh, Honestly, it's going to say it again. It probably won't now. They'll no, we'll never see it for the rest of the season, will he? No. Tony, oh. There'll be no purchase on them tyres for the rest of the season, will they? Everyone that listens to the podcast, listen out for purchase. And when he says it, I want you to comment, like, DM the page, DM, DM every social media straight to the Apex page when you hear it. Martin, this is Martin Brundle. will say it. This is Martin Brundle, isn't it? Martin Brundle. Yeah. Purchase of the tyre. You'll hear it. He'll do it. He'll do it. There's some more tracks left. He will definitely, definitely do it. Definitely do it. We had a crofty switcheroo. He said that on Sunday. Oh, we need like a game. We need to like create yeah, like a we'll have to create, yeah. like an F1 bingo. F1 bingo, yeah. yeah. Um, Round the outside, old switcheroo. Purchase of the tires will never come up. <laughs> Prestigious track. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what, what else? Uh, Alonso with a need more power. And, anyone in Mercedes saying, I don't think these tyres will hold. <laughs> <laughs> Pessimistic Mercedes comment. 
Um, Max kicking off about something on his car not working. Yeah, the DRS. Yeah. Max wearing. Crash. Crash. Ferrari Ferrari drivers. (laughs) Plan B. (laughs) Plan B Ferrari. We've got to plan G. I'm going to say plan G. Yeah. Is it Lando Um, Norris that got to plan G? Yeah, McLaren. said that they didn't have. I think they said they didn't have time to get to plan right. or something, didn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah, because they were still going through the alphabet, and then it had finished forty-four laps later. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And Ferrari drivers Jesus. moaning about something wrong in the strategy. That that'll be on the game as well, obviously. Well, at least I noticed. Well, yeah. To be fair. Um, the guy we fucked up. Yeah, but we know about it this time. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, we know. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, any other news from you, James? Not that I can think of, no. Could there be? Hmm? Maybe. Maybe. Why? What you got? I, I, I don't know now. I'm trying yeah. to think. I don't think I've got anything else. Obviously, there could be an announcement soon about another engine supplier entering F1, but then Porsche. But then with Honda having a bit of a U-turn, I don't see where Porsche would fit in. Money talks. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see Porsche. You think? Yes. You kind of threw me off when you mentioned... um... Under engines coming back. So I knew I knew the, about the rumours about Porsche mm. and uh, obviously Audi coming into the F1 in 2026. Yeah. You know, breaking news. This is going to happen. Oh, great. When? Yeah, in about three years. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you think? While we're on that subject, while you're on that subject, what do you think of Audi coming in? Never been in the sport, to my knowledge. You know, what What? What do you think? Why do you I think like coming it. in now? Bring more teams in. You know, let's let's, let's look at 22 cars on the track again, mm. you know, or, or 24, whatever. You know, let's let's bring, you know, bring more teams and bring you know a bit, yeah, a bit more, power, a bit more competition, mm-hmm. more technology. Yeah, yeah. The, they've obviously seen something they like and want to pursue to come into the spot at this time. And like they've said, they're going to take over a current team, but that new team. You know, you've got the guys and girls out there that have probably cost-cutting, they're probably out of a job. You know, like you say, get 22 cars back on the grid. Well, maybe them start... It's easily said than done, because, Mm. Christ, the cost to start and then maintain and run an F1 team, it ain't ain't cheap in any way, shape or form. Like, But, yeah, it'd it'd be good to see another 20... 22 drivers again. Mm. I mean, they're coming in, they've started early because they're coming in 2026. 20, yeah. yeah. A lot can change. Somebody somewhere could announce something, we're dropping out. They could change some rules. They could bring more teams, more more people, more companies might come to the fray. Well, Matt keep so, threatening to wear dropout, don't they? Mercedes Daimler keeps saying yeah, that they're going to drop. But they've said that for well. years. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. So, yeah. anything else before we take a quick break and then talk about uh, the race and the most 
boring predictions we've ever done because we all got the same amount of points for a certain someone winning the race. Last thing about the uh, points. <laughs> pastari, the pastari Who? gift that keeps on giving. Who's pastari? P- pasty. Look, pasty. Mint pasty. Anyone? Yeah, that. He's got ginsters written all over the bloody rear wing. Greg's. <laughs> and Cornish on the front wing. Yeah, Greg's. And Greg, yeah, Greg's in the middle. Cornish on the front wing. All the great passes are available. Free Bentos. Have them all on there. <laughs> you see this morbidly obese driver <laughs> trying to wedge him into the car every week. He's like, come on. Like Get fat Stig, fat American Stig, he's driving around and his overalls are white covered in like pastry and pie juice. When Bundle's doing the pit walk, you can just see the, the engine mechanics just like rubbing the sides of the car in lard just so that, you know, they can coax <laughs> him in there. <laughs> what what was your point about Oscar Piastri, Tony? Yeah, sorry, sorry. Supposedly, he agreed something with Alpine. And then they've changed changed the goalposts, so that's why all the communication and everything broke down, and that's supposedly why he then put his status up. Yeah, because there was a yeah. bit that they agreed yeah, to something. They agreed to say like, "Oh, these are the terms. We'll sign you." And then when it came to it, it was like it was different. And he felt really unfairly done by. So, hence he put out the status. Well, apparently... apparently they were putting him... In his contract, it said something... They were talking that weekend, weren't they, about it? And they said, in his contract, it said something about putting him in an F1 car that wasn't the Alpine next year. And then, all of a sudden, the goalpost changed and they were putting him in the Alpine. And he was like, no, I'm, I don't want to, but... You're an Alpine driver and they're putting you in the main team. Some something somewhere has gone wrong, or like you say, McLaren's offered him more money. There's something mm. I think that's not in the public domain yet because you're a young driver that's getting your F1C and you've actually turned around and gone, nah. But was he unfairly treated? I think if you listen to one of the, the F1 YouTube channels, they've got um they do like a obviously like a, a video review of the weekend, and they were speaking to one of his friends in F three, and the the big reason was Alpine changed the contract, which made it quite unfair for him. And there's things behind the scene that we don't know that's not in the public domain but I'm sure the board will sort it all out and get it straight. But his friend was saying on this podcast that he was un- it was unfair and a lot of his friends sided with him, saying that he's, he's done the right thing. It's not fair that Alpine have changed the goalposts right at the last minute and took advantage of him because he's a junior. Did they offer so, him only five million more instead of ten? You know, my heart bleeds. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, well... That's what it all boils down to at the end of the day, isn't it? Money. Oh, it's money, yeah. Of course it is. He wants a house in Monaco, doesn't he? So, 
like the the rest of them. So yeah, it's it's definitely down to money at some point. So they've obviously tried to shortchange him by saying you're a June, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. We'll we'll but. find out. It was at the CRB today, so I'm sure in the next week or two we'll find out some more news. Or um, tomorrow, in a few hours. Well, prob- probably when we press stop record on this podcast, <laughs> it'll come out. Um. So, right, so we'll take a break there. Uh, we'll be back in the second half for the race. I mean, full of points for the race. It was such a fantastic race, I'm sure. You both agree. Yeah, I've got two sales of a page. Incredible. Yeah. So, right, see you on Incredible. the other side. See ya. This meeting is being recorded. Welcome to the second part of the Straight to the Apex podcast. Still joined by my co-host James Stainforth and Tony Rawson, who's now not eating his tea, thank God. Um, so, the race. Before we go on to the race. Okay. I want to change my guess for where Ricardo is going to go. What What's Beth told you? No, no, no. Or what have you I seen think, on the news? I think he's going to go to Haas. Haas? Yeah. Before we find out, he's just announced it or something. You're just yeah, to, yeah. You're doing another, oh yeah, I'm not cheating, honest. Is this breaking news that you've just seen the announcement? No, no, no. It's yeah? been making a very educated guess. Right, okay then. I don't believe you because you normally do cheat, but hey, hey, her. So, Sunday's Ray. I mean, it was no shock to see Max Verstappen win, even from 15. Like I say, everyone parted like the Red Sea. I think he was up to eighth after lap one. Um, second was Perez, third Sainz, fourth for chasing Russell, which we'll speak about later. Fifth, Alonso, 6th Leclerc, 7th Ocon, 8th Vettel, 9th Gasly, and number 10, I think he held off about five cars, was Mr. Alex Albon. Um, so, it was a crap start by Perez, good start by Alonso, good start by Hamilton, and then it went to shit. Terrible. What do you think to the crash? Well, I was on the edge of my seat. Go on, go on James. Go on, go James. You go first. Well, I was going to say, you could ask Tony Skyrim what he thought of the crash. <laughs> I, I, I think Tony Skyrim actually hit the wall harder than bloody Max Verstappen did in bloody Silverstone last year, but... <laughs> Beth just sent us a picture of just a remote on the floor the back of it somewhere else, and the battery over there. Like, this is going well. I was like, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Perez had a shitter, didn't he? Awesome. Absolute shitter, that. I mean, not that I'm complaining much, but... No. But then the Lewis yeah. and Alonso crash played straight into Lewis his hands, Alonso, didn't it? Russell, they, they all just flew by, and then... Yeah, Hammy just got too eager. He, he really did. He, he he tried to do it all there and then. I mean, I, I, I don't know if Toto had a word of him beforehand or something, because obviously the one, his quality wasn't great. 
Um, and the only reason he started in the position he started was because of all the penalties from all the other drivers. But yeah, it just it just seemed like he went out there and feeling like he had too much to prove, and he just overdid it. Mm. What do you think, sir? Yeah, in the heat of the moment, I just got carried away, and I just I remember Hamilton coming around the outside. And I was just, I was screaming at the telly, don't you fucking dare, Ocon, don't you fucking dare. And then... It was a long yeah, I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know, right. I, know oh, I know, I know. And then he, he upended. Um, and I just lobbed the remote at the floor and thought, fuck this, fuck this, Royley. And then it was, it's Alonso, I was like, oh, fuck's sake. And then... And then he and then he just that was it. Race over. It was just dropping, 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 dropping on the left side of the screen. And I just thought, oh, fuck's sake, what fucking, what a shit start to the fucking race. He admitted he was at fault. He said he was. Yeah. Alonso was in his blind spot. He said, I literally didn't see him. You can't see out the cars. I totally agree with you, James, in the fact that he he qualified so low. I think he was trying to make up. Too much, you know. I mean, so. like, yeah, he had, he had forty odd laps to make to to make that overtake. He didn't have to do it in the first four corners. No, yeah, but but he admitted it. You know, he said he couldn't see Alonso. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he, he should have known he was there in the sense that he'd just gone around the outside of him. But you don't know; it's in your blind spot. What I didn't like was Alonso's comment on the radio straight after. I know it's in the heat of the moment, but what an idiot! He only knows how to drive and start in first. What a stupid, stupid comment. And then the hand gesture on the second lap as he went by him. Like, fuck off. I didn't see that. Oh, didn't you? He he drove, as Hamilton was on the edge of the road, obviously broken down. The next lap that Alonso come round, he was wagging his finger out like that, like mentally and... Like I say, I know it's in the heat of the moment, but... on the road, fucking Latifi's out there somewhere. Jesus. But the idiot only knows how to drive and start in first. Does he actually watch Formula One? Because that's that's a nothing comment. And he hadn't backed down, even after the race. And like Hamilton, the interview with Hamilton, yeah, he like, oh, he's done it before. Yeah. And he said, Hamilton said, I was going to go apologise to him, but after I heard what he said, he said, that's what he thinks of me, I won't bother. Mm. Uh, just... Yeah, I agree. I, 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 get, I get people are saying, it's like, oh, you know, it's heat of the moment and stuff like that. But the fact, like you said, he's backed it up after the race going, oh, yeah, he's done it before, blah, 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 blah. You, you then start to think you, you really need to calm down because, you know, it was only the other week you were saying that he was a legend and it was an honour to drive with him and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So which, which statement do you stick with? Yeah. But you know, you know what, you know, say what you want, mate. But he's a seven-time world champion, you know, and he won't always drive him first. So and you, you won it twice, mate. And yeah. like Alonso is a moody teenager. Right? I saw the interview about oh, why yeah. he's left Alpine. Like, you know, he's such a baby. But just thought it was a shit comment. Like, your drivers are your peers; they're the same. You know, you kind of if mistakes happen, fair enough. If they happen all the time, I get that comment. <laughs> Hamilton very rarely crashes. And 
just to spout that type of shit off. I, I just thought it made it made me think Alonso. I'm not a massive fan of his, and I can you know pound for pound he's the best driver, but it's his attitude. I think his actual personality and attitude is awful. He's the most selfish prick, and I know they're all selfish, but he's the most selfish, self-centered prick on the grid. I think he just showed his true colours there, didn't he? Yeah, he probably did. Yeah, that's probably like the other week, like you just said, James, about him saying a legend and that. Probably didn't think that. That was just for the cameras. Yeah, exactly. Ooh. I think yeah, that's exactly it. And I I completely agree with James. James made a really good point. I'd, at the time, I was I tried to sympathise with him and say, well, yeah, there's contact here at the moment. But then after the fact, I was just like, there was no real need to say that. No, like that that's come from somewhere else. That like that's not nice. No, I know Hamilton didn't want to hear what he said at first, did he? There was a it was halfway through the race when there was there was having a bit of a an interview with him. Which is obviously when he was saying, you know, it's yeah, it's my fault, you know, I, I know I'd overtook him, he was in my blind spot, I couldn't see him, blah, blah, blah. And then when she started saying, well, obviously, you know, Alonso made his comments on the radio, and she started, and as soon as she started saying it, she just went, it doesn't matter what he said. No. Yeah. He wasn't yeah. interested, was he? Not really, yeah. The, the guy mm. was dejected anyway. No, no one goes out in a bloody F1 car thinking, I'm going to go off in four corners and just finish it there. Mm. And you could see it on the second lap when they're all going around and he's just got out of the car and he's just stood there dejected. Oh, putting fantastic camera angles. Yeah, that well, one of yeah, him walking, walking away. That that yeah, was yeah, just that, I thought that was awful. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, like on a mountaintop, him walking into the distance, they followed him for a bit and well, then it's like watching a western kind of thing, wasn't yeah, it? It was like, I expected him to turn around and do it like <laughs> pew pew to the screen or something like oh it was god awful it was god awful but happily ever after yeah he, uh, he got fined didn't he Hamilton because he set off the medical light and he didn't go to the medical centre really oh yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know yeah apparently it hit the ground that hard it set off the medical light and they have to go to the medical centre and he was like I'm fine I don't want to. Like I say, he was he was dejected. He he sounded a broken man on the uh, the interviews after because I think he knows this car is a dog and it's not going to get any quicker anytime soon. They've got to scrap it and start again next year for next year. No, I don't know. No, I think they're there and they're always they're always going to be behind. They're getting quicker, but they're always going to be. Second they were one point eight seconds off a lap. Yeah, they're always going to be third quicker. fiddle, second or third fiddle, because the rest are getting quicker. So, Red Bull have got a lighter chassis coming. You know, Ferrari for all the problems are still ahead. Make a good in race pace, the great in race pace. I don't know why, but qualifying that car is draggy. It's heavy. It's just it looks like an old Williams. Done it. Not good. No. So Not. couple of corners after Hamilton and Alonso, our friend of the podcast, Latifi crashed, which 
I don't know if he hit Bottas or if Bottas avoided him. Bottas avoided him, didn't he? he, didn't, he didn't mm, Bottas avoided him. Yeah, and then, and then he uh, stuck in the gravel. I think he, didn't he have a crash with Ocon or something? I can't remember. Either way, yeah. Latifi spun off in the gravel, didn't he? And as he was getting back on, Bottas had to bloody swerve. Yeah. And that, that was well, that was it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Leclerc was obviously, we just said Max got up to like eighth within the first. Um, he made up eight places, sorry, um, on lap one. He was up to P3 by lap eight. And Perez dropped to fifth from the start. Um, Leclerc was following Verstappen a little bit, and then he got Max's visor stripped tear off stuck in his brake duct I was going to say I, I, I made a note of that about lap four or something he's going I can see smoke and you're like oh god here we go that's it Ferrari are done and yeah they just went oh yeah it's a, it's a tear off in the brake we got it out when he came in it never rains but it paused for Ferrari doesn't it I mean how many times do you see the drivers put them out and like say Max you know put it out and it goes and lodges directly in the Claire's brake duct it's just so slow. Mario Kart, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, he's it's, it's throwing <laughs> one of his bombs out. Uh, yeah, I got a little bit excited in lap 10 when both Leclerc and Max had both turned around and said, I've got high high tyre deck. Mm. And granted, they both had soft ones and stuff like that, but it's like, that's that's interesting. It's a bit weird starting on, I can understand it for Max, really, but I don't know, start, starting on soft on a track that's not really evolved much yet. I don't know. No, because we had quite a rainy Friday. It was cool Saturday and like Sunday was baking heat and they know them softs don't last long. But I think Ferrari are just scared of the hards after the other race, aren't they? They won't go anywhere near them time. <laughs> to be honest, I was more surprised when Ferrari double stacked. Well, yeah. Yeah. I said, oh yeah, they're both coming in. I was like, God, really? Are you really going to do that? Felt brave, didn't they? Felt really yeah. brave. Um, yes, yeah, so really, not a great deal happened in the race, did it, Barry? This is about the time where I fell asleep, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, that's a shock. I think I had Ferrari plan B around, was it 15, 16 lap? Oh. And I just thought, oh, fuck this, I'm off. See you later. Good night. There was a lot of calls. Ferrari, do not know how to make a decision there was a lot of calls to Leclerc saying question what do you think to the tyres question do you want to do this you've got the strategy you can see the full thing off the track yeah but that, that's going to be on the back of the other week when they changed his tyres and he said I didn't want to change my tyres I yeah. had a good lap point. so now they're probably thinking maybe we should speak to him mm. um, only other notes I've really I mean obviously there's Leclerc towards the end when mm. another Stupid Ferrari strategy that just didn't pay off. No. Um, so Max passed Perez and got a three-second lead on him. Perez was on mediums and Max was on an old set of softs. Mm. That's just how fast Max was that day on a, a shitty old pair of tyres. About 14, 15 laps in, just before he went in for the pit, he gets past Perez and generates a three-second lead. 
Because it was on the radio, wasn't it, moaning? You've just reminded me, saying, Perez is holding me up now. Get him out of yeah, the way. Yeah, he's, 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 mm. he's taking time. And like you say, how how is that the same car? Like I say, Max was in a league, a class of one on Sunday. To go from 15th to, have, to winning by 18 seconds, you've just made a real good point there. On the same bit of track, he got a three-second lead on... Older tyres that weren't lasting very long. Scary, isn't it? Um, you touched on it. Leclerc making the pit stop for the fastest lap, coming out behind Alonso, but he then passed him. Obviously, didn't get the fastest lap because he was overtaking, and then he got slapped with a five-second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. He was one mile an hour over the limit. What a Ferrari doing? I mean, we say it after, it was one mile an hour as well. Yeah, one mile an hour. That's why he didn't get a stop go penalty like you normally would for speeding in the pit uh, lane because it, it was one mile an hour over. That I think there's like a tolerance in there, but it was still a five second penalty. Um, I feel like we say this every week. What are they doing? What are they doing? They'll never learn. They'll never learn. Taking that one point away from someone now is not going to make any difference whatsoever. I just thought, I, I don't really understand it. I mean, it was risky anyway. And like you said, he, he, he went in there in fifth, got the tyres slapped on, um, comes out, Alonso overtakes him. He's like, well, all you've done then is lost a, a space. Granted, he got it back. He got, he yeah. got back in fifth before he went by the checkered flag and whatnot, but they never made the bloody fastest lap. And then, like you said, <laughs> I went, oh, you were speeding in the pit lane. Oh, there's a five-second penalty there. He's like, oh. Back ago. Back ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know the points difference between fifth and sixth. Charlie will probably know because she calls us out on this, you know, that we you know, we should know. But like you say, all that gain for what you think is, oh, go get the fastest lap. You've you've said all race a pit stop was what, a 19-second loss overall? And was Alonso something like 17 or 18 seconds behind? So it was borderline anyway if you pulled a fast pit stop out the bag. They just, they don't seem to be and this has gone on for years, the dirt seem to be making the right calls and they are costing themselves titles, aren't they? Yep. They've blown titles for Vettel, they've blown title challenge this year for Leclerc. <sighs> yep. Yep. I, I, I just... I mean, the Ferrari, go get Red Bull strategy team, you know, one of them and say, right, we're Ferrari, there's your money. You can lead that team because you lot have all make the right decisions, build a team around you. But they don't, they're, they're kind of, I don't know, they're stuck in some kind of rut that they can't make a decision. Leclerc, like you said, James, rules the roost now because he makes the yeah. calls from the car, doesn't he? No. At least someone is. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, at least someone has. I mean, really, Leclerc should be called Ferrari driver slash lead strategist because he's the only frigging one doing the job. Yeah, just every time we talk about Ferrari's inept 
goings on a bit off the track. Yeah. I'm bored of it now. I'm bored of it. Mm. Still pick them now. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, so, any other notes before I give you the driver standings? I have. Go on. Even though you fell asleep, did you dream it? And uh, then I had to watch it back again. Fucking for my sins. Sins. Lap 35. Um, kind of reminded me of a, a previous race passing that was up there with probably one of the greatest passes ever. Um, it was Gasly in the Alpha and Ocon in the Alpine. Yeah. Going round Vettel. Mm. On lap 35, and it was reminiscent of. Let me take you back, F1 fans, to the year 2000. Um, and it was Michael Schumacher against Mika Hakkinen. And Schumacher was leading, and they came up to a back marker, and Schumacher went round the outside. Hakkinen went round the inside and overtook Schumacher. And it was supposedly one of the most memorable overtakes ever. Um, and yeah, it was it was quite reminiscent of that. I thought about that moment. I was like, mm, interesting. Tony's stat, that, t- Tony stat sponsored by Beth watching and learning and knowing more than no. Me. I was going to say this isn't this isn't Tony. Have you read your book? No. Adam, is that you? and there he is Tony's still hung over and laid in bed we've got Adam on the podcast everybody in disguise (laughs) (laughs) no no one of the hotel room let's not go there let's not go there let's not go there Um, so yeah apart from that apart from that that was all it I think this race if you had to pick one race of this whole GP, of this whole season, sorry, to represent this season, this would be the race. The what? The high, the whole thing. Not lived up A lot of it. high, prestigious track. <laughs> um, let's drop that in there. Yeah. Max powers through the field. Ferrari have it in their hands. Fuck it up again. Had a little crash in there. Mercedes was slow. The rest were kind of following. Mm. And Bottas spout again. Um, yeah, I just think this was, yeah, typical. Mm. Typical. James, anything to add? No, not really. I mean, if, if we're going to look at Spa, as, you know, it's, it's, it's one of my favourite tracks and stuff like that. And it's always one I normally enjoy watching, but yeah, just a little bit, a little bit underwhelming, really. But I'm I'm glad it was only forty four laps. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't know if this was just because I was slightly, slightly tired from the night before or Maybe. what. But who knows? No. Who knows? So that leaves the driver standings with Max at two hundred eighty four points. Perez second in with 191, Leclerc 186, Sainz 171, Russell 170 now, 
So one point behind Saints. And Hamilton, one for six. Um, so predictions. I mean, we all went for a max win. I wasn't yeah, feeling very confident. I wasn't feeling very confident on Saturday. I don't think any of us when we found out the qualifying result. But we all got three points. And that, ladies and gentlemen, but, is all the points but, we got. But I, again, have the, 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 a driver in the top three, but just not in the right position. So did I. But I didn't mention that. Do you know why? Because he was in the wrong position and you don't get any points for it. Yeah, it don't, it don't, it don't matter. So, shut up. So to remind everyone... I went for Stappen, Leclerc, Perez. I get for Stappen. James went for Stappen, Hamilton, Russell. He gets for Stappen. Tony gets for Stappen, and he had Hamilton and Perez. So that leaves me and James still on 28 points. Tony a point behind on 27 with eight races to go. Um, And next, we don't have to wait long because it's this weekend. It's a Dutch Grand Prix at Zanderford. It's 4th September, 2 p.m. start time, 72 lap race. Ooh. So it's a 2.6 mile track, which is 4.259 kilometers, and it's 14 corners. The Orange Army is home race. He won it last year pretty easy, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, from Hamilton and Bottas, I think it was. Well, so predictions. I've got mine written down. Do you want me to go first? Go on then. I'm going exactly the same as I predicted for this last race in Belgium. So I'm going for Stappen, Leclerc, Perez. Tony, go for it. What has Beth predicted this week? He hasn't given me any predictions this week. You're on your own. Oh, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, we could have Latifi, Stroll, and probably Sonoda, because he can pronounce his name better than Guangzhou, you and um, Pasty. So, Tony, <laughs> hit us. What have you got? I've got Max winning. Yep. And it's difficult. It's very difficult. My heart says one thing, but my head says another. I might go Perez second. All right, okay. And third. That was Beth. third. <laughs> that was Beth texting in. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? They get the fuck on with it. That was Beth texting you her predictions because she can hear you, wasn't it? Be honest. Yes. <laughs> Beth, 
You have literally been caught red-handed because that idiot left his phone on vibrate. So what does Beth say, number three? Have a look at your phone. She put Perez, so you're going to have to change it. Can't change it. Locked in. Who's fed? Uh, technically, I haven't gone yet. No, so come on. Come on. No, you're not. Perez is second. Who's fed? Well, I can't go Perez again. That, that, that'd be... <laughs> so, who did she have down in a second, then? She's gone with you, Mike. Max, Leclerc, Perez. So you're going to have to have Leclerc fed then, is that what you're saying? Come on, hurry up. I want to I, I go with Max, Charles, Perez. You're not having it because you've, you've gone Perez. Well, now, now I feel like I'm just going to have to go Latifi just, just for sorts. Latifi? No, no, I'm joking. I'm going to well, Luke Leclerc. You're going Leclerc. Sorry, Beth. You'll have to text in a little bit earlier next week. Um, James. So, I've gone for Max for the win. Duh. (laughs) 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 I have gone Hamilton second. Okay. No, James, give it up, James. Just give it no. up. No, 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 no. All right, uh, okay. he, he's got a point to prove now after this week. Yeah, hey, yeah. No, he look, stop this man. Stop this man. No, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Stop who's, it. Fed? who's fed then, James? Well, I'm sorry, sorry. did I make a decision for myself there? I know. You, you know, because yeah. Pete, you can, we can make a decision for ourselves, unlike this clown. Uh, and I've got Perez third. I did have, I was tempted to go Perez second at first, but then I was like, nah. Right. Predictions are locked in, Tony. Unfortunately, you've had to make choice one and two for yourself this week. Although, you know what? For shits and gigs, let, let's let's put Beth on just for this week. Let's. What? So what did Beth have? Max. Same as me. Max Leclerc Perez. Perez. Yeah. I think if she gets it right and Tony's wrong, we deduct 10 points from him. <laughs> he gets um, a stop-go penalty. So 10 points <laughs> off him. Ooh, I don't like the idea. I mean, what, 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 else, what, what else could you penalise with? I mean... Being late every week. I mean, that's worth at least a point every week. We could get you back down to zero by oh, next week. Say, yeah, you're going to be in negative numbers in a minute, Tony, so you might as well just do a showy now. <laughs> I um, think we should end. I think we should add something, though, to it. I think we should. What do you what, mean? Like Jaeger. <laughs> it was absinthe. It was absinthe. It was absinthe. No, it won't. What, what do you want like to maybe about? like double like you know like they have in the the Premier League fantasy team where you can go like captain somebody or you can like double points one week no no sorry rules rules are stated so well uh, you're locked in now for next season though well yeah definitely we could look at penalties yeah. and bonuses and everything for next season yeah exactly <laughs> I don't stand a chance next season then. Yeah, we don't this season. So um right on that on that note, 
again, thanks to Andy, uh, especially for last week and uh, sorting us out. Obviously, hopefully, we'll have to do it this week with some announcements when we come off recording. Um, straight into another Grand Prix. Like I say, Holland, no rest for the wicked now after the um, summer break. So, back-to-back races to enjoy. Come on, Red Bull. On that note, because, you know, he is a tool. Um, on that note, I'd like to thank my two co-hosts and a cookie cast. Found us on usual places. Until next week, goodbye. See you later. Au revoir. So there we go. What do you think of that? Another one from the Formula One boys in the bag. If you enjoyed this podcast and you've got a Formula One fan in your vicinity, slide it their way. Or alternatively, like, share, subscribe and comment. Drop any reviews you want to drop. Get this podcast shared around, people. The people need to hear the Formula One goodness. You can also check out the website. It's thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button. You can write to these guys. Let them know what you love, what you change. Or just tell them they're doing a great job. That's it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then.